To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Time to catch up with comedian Tim Bat, who's back with his new show. He's performed live all over the world. He's just come back from Australia. In fact, he's, um, he's also big these days on podcasts. He's got the country's most successful comedy podcast, runs these days his own podcast network. In fact, his new show is called Is Climate Change Funny Yet? And Tim Bat is with us. Good morning. Good morning to you, Mike. I have $10,000 prize money. If you can tell me the last time you and I had an interview on this radio station. Uh, what do you need, a date or something? No, just the year. Let's go for the year. Oh boy, 2016. Close but no cigar, my friend. It was 2014. Yeah. How much? What would you have done with the $10,000 if you'd won it just then? It's a good question. Um, I'd have to donate it to charity, I think. You. It feels like Rubbish. some sort of ill-gotten I call, game. I call BS... You would not. You may. You would but not have donated it to my charity in this hypothetical situation. Have you seriously got ten grand to be waving round to lowly comedians on your show? Well, first of all, you're not, first of all, you're not a lowly comedian. You're a highly regarded, high ranked comedian. And I thought, bugger me, if it hasn't been a decade since I've talked to Tim Bat, I need to get him back on the program. Good pivot. Great pivot. Way <laughs> the best. What it does show, I think interestingly, given it was 2014, is you've been around a while. Do you feel like you've been around a while now and achieved a certain level of you know, success, notoriety, all of that? I don't know about notoriety, but I've never sort of gone out there to seek being the most well-known comedian. But I've had a bloody good time doing stand-up for oh, 13, 14 years now. Mm. And uh, it's nice to be able to go back overseas and do shows in Australia recently. They, they went really well. Um, but, yeah, I have been knocking around for a long time. I think I'm the only comedian in New Zealand who's done a new show in every one of the comedy fests for the last 10 years. No way. Is that because the others are just lazy? Not lazy. No, the way I've done it is bad, I would say. If you do one every two years, you've got a really good show. And if you do one every single year, um, you've got about a B a B-minus show, but you're there every year on stage. Well, what are the others doing on an annual basis? Do they not just turn up or will they rework the old material? Uh, truly, I think it probably does take about two years to have a really cracking show to, to get enough material and get it in a place where it's um, it's all humming. How long are these and shows of yours? How long are these an shows? Hour. Like one hour. So it hour. takes you it takes you two years to write 60 minutes worth of material. Uh, not to write it, but it's to perfect it and put wow. it together and make it as good as it can be. And not me, Mike, because as I mentioned, I do it every year. But I would describe my shows as okay to good. <laughs> How do you... <laughs> so this new show of yours, Is Climate Change Funny Yet? Is that yeah. is it okay or just good? This one's good. Oh, this good. All right. Definitely the best show I've done so far. I would say that the trajectory is they do get better each year. I think I am on the up and up. And I've had the opportunity to do this show about 20-ish times already right. uh, in Melbourne and Sydney. Yeah. So it's it's in a good place. Yeah, I'm happy with it. That's, that, 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 that's a funny thing you should say that because I, I don't do it anymore, but I used to do a bit of public speaking, right? And then so I yeah. was one of those people that would publicly speak in an ad libby sort of way. But depending on how the day or night went, it, it it was either quite good or very ordinary. And it was just down to my state of mind. And I've always admired people like you. If you've got an act that you can run off pat 
but make it sound like it's just casual, that's a real skill, isn't it? Yeah, I know what you mean. It's um, that acting thing I do find difficult. Uh, you know, you got to present your material as if it's new while you're on stage. And it does require a level of acting, which I think is why great comedians often go and do the movies and stuff, because mm. they've got that component to them. But yeah, I struggle with that. I've got an ADD brain, so that's why I'm doing a new show every year and I constantly am rewriting my material because I just can't sell it as new when I've been doing it for nine months. What do you start with a theme? So climate change, is that where you start from or is there something different to start from? Yeah, no, it was this year. I sort of started with the with this idea. I just this, the show title is Climate Change Funny. It came from the idea that the thing that is most likely to not entirely wipe us out, but give a, our species the biggest knock on the head is essentially us farting ourselves to death. Mm-hmm. And it was just something a little bit cute and human to me about that. That we've basically Dutch ovened planet Earth rather than like wiped ourselves out with AI or nuclear weapons or something. Do they, do they like that? Human. They must be loving that stuff in Melbourne. Melbourne would be the place to try climate change stuff out, wouldn't it? Melbourne went for it. Sydney went bananas for it, Mike. They loved the show. Fantastic. Well, you can now promote that as, you know, big hit in Sydney, big hit in Melbourne, New Zealand, now's your chance, etc. Yeah, there you go. There you I'll, go. I'll just extract that bit of audio and I'll, I'll put that in the video. But actually, let me talk to you, Tim, about podcasts because you, you're running a podcast business. Explain that to me in the sense, does it work? I mean, is it successful as a business model? Well, I don't have $10,000 to randomly offer people in uh, spare-of-the-moment bets, but it's, you know, it's paying its way. It's been paying my, um, my rent for the last few years. Um, I wouldn't describe podcasting as the easiest way to make a buck, but probably the funnest. Really? So yeah. what, what's your criteria? Because it strikes me that podcasts are one of those ideas that if you're Joe Rogan, in other words, if you're global then Mm. there's an audience, therefore you can monetize it, therefore it's a business. Now, obviously, if you just want to do a podcast because you've got stuff to say and that's what gives you a thrill, fantastic. But I'm talking about it being actually a thing that that pays its way. What's the the magic, do you think? I love how you're zeroing in on the financial part of it. Um, (laughs) I think it's just the strength of a good idea. It's like anything. So, for example, the... The, the podcast that's gotten pretty successful for myself and Guy Montgomery, which we do together, is called The Worst Idea of All Time. Right. And we just came up with this idea that everyone's doing movie review podcasts, so why don't we do one of those? But the twist is, the movie will never change. So we just started watching Grown Ups 2 over and over and over again and reviewed it every week. And, you know, people thought that was a, a pretty funny idea and they stuck around. That's brilliant. And so once you've got a good idea like that, do you extrapolate it out and do other good ideas? Because you run your own network, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I do a few shows for mates in there. It's mainly me helping my friends get their shows up and, and going. To so honest. what do you tell them? What, what What's your advice to them to make it successful? Um, I think the strength of a good idea is, is the key thing. I think spend your time up front thinking of a good concept. Um, if what your goal is, is, you know, making money and getting the most downloads, as you pointed out before, if you just want to, um, you've got something to say and you want to share that with your audience and the audience isn't very big, all good, all power to you. That's yeah. the beauty of podcasting. You don't need but a lot everyone of needs to, to eat is what I'm saying. Don't they? I mean, at some point you've got to go, why am I doing this? And and it needs to be, for most people anyway, beyond creative exercise. It needs to actually bring in a little bit of dough. I'm just endlessly fascinated by them because I think there are so many of them. I just can't work out how any of them are going to survive outside of the unusually clever or the unusually strange or the global. 
I think A, not everyone needs to make money or make a lot of money from them. And B, it's this limitless bandwidth thing. I think with radio, it's very um, zero sum because you can either be listening to News Talk ZB or a competitor at that point in time. Whereas podcasts, you could listen to 20 across the day. So everyone's kind of getting an opportunity to get a slice of the pie. Do you bring discipline to it? Because here's my other problem with podcasts is that it strikes me as at times can be an ill-disciplined exercise where simply you can babble on incessantly forever for no particular purpose or reason and you go, there you go, that's my podcast. Yeah, well, I, we definitely babble on incessantly, but we do it on a very dedicated schedule. So I guess I'm a little column A and column B. Okay. I think a key thing, you'd know this from radio, one of the big rules, I reckon 50% of the job is being in the chair every day, right? Couldn't agree more. But so I've got a time. See, I'm, well. I'm time limited. I've, I've got a thing. I got to get in. I got to get to a middle, and I got to get out. And that gives me yeah. a discipline. And if you're any good at it, it makes it allegedly entertaining or interesting. Because you, sure. you see what I'm saying. Whereas if I had seven hours, God, I'd be boring. Yes, I think most people would. Um, people tune into shows for different reasons. Like people tune into our show. Who. Uh, <laughs> quite lovely over the years we've gotten tons of fan mail emails messages over the social media of people going look i was going through a really tough time for six months or a year and your podcast got me through and it's just this low stakes friendship that people can tune in and hear these guys punishing themselves with cinema um <laughs> that people really get a kick out of and a it's such a nice stake. comforting little show what a great line a low stakes friendship there's podcasting, isn't it? It is. It's, it's a low stake. I'm, I'm going to steal that one. You can steal the one I gave you before. I'm going to steal okay. that one. It's low stakes friendship. Cool. You said you wanted to move to Melbourne. Why don't you just go do it? Um, well, the uh, we'll kind of get our roots down here. My wife bought into a business. She's uh, a doctor, so she co-owns her practice. So that sort of um, makes you stick around for a while. Because I've, I've often thought about moving to Melbourne too, and I haven't done it. So, really? Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, who would, who doesn't want to move to Melbourne? Melbourne's one of the most beautiful, yeah. artistically brilliant. It's a, it's. I mean, you'd disagree with me. It's a little bit left for me these days. A little bit greeny, a little bit you know alternative. But it's a beautiful place. The architecture's fantastic. The food is amazing. The weather's a bit iffy, but there's a certain style and sophistication about the place. Yeah, I agree. It is truly a cosmopolitan place. But one thing I have, you know, I keep talking to people about recently is we really do need to appreciate how lucky we are to be in New Zealand. It's so tempting. Everyone always leaves and wants to leave and goes to the UK and comes back with their tail between their legs and talks about going to Los Angeles and New York and this sort of thing. And it's like the conclusion that I've come to over the years is um, we are bloody lucky to be here. And it's nice to do trips, but... um, Pretty big carbon footprint, so I'm being very selective about my flights now. No, is that true? Yeah, for sure. So you're yeah. a super carbon footprint person. A super carbon footprint person. I'm not 100 percent on exactly what that comes down to, but I'm being a bit more mindful about international travel. Fair, fair enough, too. Well, listen. Good luck with this the show, and I feel yeah. that I've missed a lot of shows because, given it's 2014. Uh, you must have had so many shows in between. We must get you back on and chat some more next time you, you, you drum up a piece of brilliant new material. That'd be fantastic. And you can make another $10,000 wager, Timmy, and we'll see how it goes. Good on you, mate. Go well. We'll talk soon. Tim Bat with us this morning. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6 a.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.